Welcome to the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast, covering agriculture and all things related in East Carroll, Madison, Tinsall, Concordia, and Catahoula Parishes. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast. My name is Kylie Miller and today we are actually in person here at the Northeast Research Station in St. Joe. And we are joined with Mr. R.L. Frazier. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> and Dr. Tyler. I'm going to mess it up. I do it every time. It's Tolls. T- Tolls. Yes. And I know that, but I still get twisted. But anyway, we're glad to have you here, Tyler. Happy to be here. Um, today's topic of conversation is going to be the Green Bridge. Um, we've just finished harvest, uh, harvesting corn. We're working on beans, and a lot of people are going to plant cover crops this year, and uh, we want to talk about um, the Green Bridge. So can you tell us about what that actually is? Yeah, so cover crops are are an increasingly um, important uh, thing going on in agriculture right now. And from an entomological standpoint, one thing that we do need to keep in mind is when you plant that cover crop, when's the right time to burn down? mainly the the green bridge is really all it is is once you harvest your your fall crop you plant that cover crop so you can you know bring that that um hold that soil in place and kind of bring those nutrients up but what you're doing is you're introducing some plants into the ecosystem that may usually not be there Um, and what that does is it harbors some insects that might not usually be there so the green bridge essentially is just um, that cover crop provides a host for insects from one crop to the next. Yeah, so I mean it's it's a green bridge, literally what the term is. But um, so let's talk about the insects. What insects are we tar- targeting here with the green bridge? Um, this really depends on what kind of uh, host you're planting. If you're planting a mix, you could get a bunch of different insects in there, but we'll just start and say we're planting uh, a grass cover crop, so cereal rye or wheat. Um, There are some insects that just prefer to feed on grasses, and those insects are um, below ground insects. You've got um, wireworms, which are the larval form of a click beetle. Everybody's probably seen click beetles, just didn't know what they were. Um, we get those in, in soil and they like to feed on those on those joints of those grasses and those roots. Um, another one is white grubs. Um, they like to feed on roots as well. And a lot of fields in the, in the past that have been um, pasture that turned into agricultural fields, that's what we see a lot of in the field because they've They've just historically, it's just been grass, and they just feed and feed. So those and will feed. be under the ground. So those are those so are below we're soil. For those, yeah. Those are below soil um, pests, and if you're scouting, these are they're not hard to find, but it's hard to scout because uh-huh. you're digging. Um, a lot of times, when you're trying to scout for them, the, the ground's just as hard as can be, and and you're it's just hard to find them. Um, um, outside of um, below ground pest, you're looking at some other pests, including um, chinch bugs. You know, chinch bugs love grass. Moving into leguminous um, plants for for a cover crop, you're looking at things like three cornered alfalfa hoppers. Um, there's a lot of a lot of worms that you can harbor over the years. Uh, if you plant what I, we've got some winter pea on station in Winsboro and it gets eat up with aphids. I don't know what the species is and I don't know if they get on any kind of crops, but that's just, you know, you go out there in November, December and you see aphids. It's just, 
you got to think that they're doing something um, when spring hits. So that's just a handful of the pests that we run into, but there are others. Another one to mention is pea leaf weevil. I know we had a, an outbreak probably, I guess it was 2016, 2017. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, so it um, it was kind of a one-time occurrence. You could probably find them um, in the landscape, but for whatever reason, we had a big outbreak. I remember when I was in grad school in Mississippi, we saw um, in some trial work when they moved off of a leguminous cover crop um, into a soybean, we saw yield reductions up to 80%. So that's kind of just a horror story of what you can see. Um, and again, you're not gonna see that every year. You're not gonna see that most years, but that's just one horror story of allowing that green bridge to uh, have an effect on your next year's crop. Uh, you were talking about the worms there, Tyler. One I reckon I hear, and I don't know if, if the green bridge helps or hurts, is the cut worms like in early planting corn. Is mm -hmm. that another thing we need to be on the lookout for? Absolutely. Um, cut worms really are a problem mainly because when you're scouting for them, you're not going to find them because they like to go underground during the day when it's hot. Um, when you're when you're allowing that cover crop to to kind of canopy and then say, even if you do come in and knock it down and, and plant, you're just giving that extra, that extra layer for them to hide in. Um, you can have more density in that area since there's that ground cover that they can kind of hang out in. So absolutely, these, uh, the cover crops can definitely allow for higher cutworm populations than we would normally see in kind of a, a tilled field. So what about your scouting recommendations? If you've planted a cover crop, um, I mean, do you need to be scouting once a week or once a month or what do you um, recommend? So I, you know, consultants are probably doubling, they're not in corn, but in cotton, they'd be doubling back. But in corn, I mean, they're probably scouting one time a week. And, and I would just recommend just keep doing what you're doing. Um, if you've got, if you've got, green cover crop in the field i would definitely be sweeping just to kind of see what you're finding if you're finding anything alarming um and if you're planting soybeans into into a green cover crop i'd definitely be sweeping maybe keeping up with three-cornered alfalfa hoppers and things like that that can and um that can you know affect your early season stand and soybeans um bean leaf beetle is another one you know we, we get a lot of pictures and calls in the spring when people plant soybeans and they're you know v1 v2 and they're getting eat up and people always send us messages and pictures and it's always bean leaf beetle and it really doesn't amount to much but again in the in the going back to that pea leaf weevil thing you know that's something that we weren't expecting and when we saw it it kind of came out of nowhere um that's that's a situation where you'd have to do something early mm -hmm. um so i would definitely keep scouting um if anything you know, because you, you, you'll catch it before it gets out of hand. Yeah. So. Well, you're talking about catching it, though. Are you talking about making an application? Um, you know, what what are the numbers need to be on some of these insects, I guess? So, you know, I, I'd have to be running pretty high numbers of three-cornered alfalfa hoppers. Um, if I'm starting to see, you know, being snapped over or something like that, or, or for worms, if I'm seeing, um, you know, where my stand is... Um, my stands being affected by cutworms or something like that, you know, um, that's where I would think about uh, making it's a crop that you're terminating. You're not trying to get a yield on, so that's yeah. why 
Yeah, so. And I reckon I'm thinking, let me interrupt y'all here. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking in terms of, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're talking about scouting once you've planted your spring crop. Right, right. Whether it be corn or beans. Yeah. Okay. What about scouting prior to planting or prior to termination to see if there is any harmful insects or is there more beneficials than harmful? You know, I, would, I reckon my question is, would it possibly be advantageous to apply an application mm-hmm. early on, even maybe before termination, to reduce, if you've got enough harmful pests out there? Right, so, and, and I've never, um, I've never even thought about, you know, scouting the cover crop before the, before mm-hmm. we even thought about planting, that's, that's a new idea. Um, if you are planning to plant and you have not for say whatever reason weather or something like that you haven't been able to burn down in time um, that's kind of where i would start thinking hey we maybe need to go out see what we have out there before we do um, decide to terminate and if we do decide to terminate you know chemically we could go out with a pyrethroid or something like that to to clean up if we've got high infestations of something you know before that seed goes in the ground that would i think that would be a good idea I know some guys that have planted green. No, not they're not trying to get into the green bridge, you know, pro or con discussion here. But I do and I swear I had the idea of scouting because he actually before he planted green that spring, his first year, he actually had the consultants come out and they made some checks and everything looked good and they planted. So I was just thinking, you know, that may be something to look at. Especially early on, if you're new mm-hmm. into the green planting, green or even planting into cover crops, you know, right. uh, could could affect your timing maybe on uh, right. on termination if you didn't have them. Maybe you could let it go a little longer to get some more benefits from your cover crop. Right. Yeah, that insecticide application, um, you know, it could be totally avoided if you go out there and you don't have anything, um, you know pressing that is going to affect your crop that you're planting into. Um, that segues kind of into what we were talking about right before we started recording was um, when it comes down to selection, I know this is uh, probably James Hendrick's side of things, but before you you know decide what you're going to plant for a cover crop, figure out what you're going to plant next year um, crop-wise, whether it be you know corn or soybeans, because if you want to say you want to plant soybeans next year, I would definitely not advise going and planting a leguminous heavy cover crop because that's where you're going to harbor those insects that are going to affect those soybeans and vice versa. Uh, if you're planting corn, I would not recommend going and planting um, uh, cereal rye or wheat or something like that because that is where you're going to run into problems building up populations that are going to affect your corn. Yeah. Basically, grass following grass, exactly, or lagoon following lagoon, exactly. Okay, yeah. makes sense and it makes perfect sense. And it yeah. goes back to, um, you know, if y'all are going to plant soybeans and you you've got a grass cover crop, going out there and sampling beforehand might not be as important because you know a lot of those a lot of those pests just don't go from a grass to a soybean like that. Okay. Well, um, Tyler, we really do appreciate you being on with us today and uh, talking about the Green Bridge and explaining what that is. And um, we'd love to have you back on anytime. Oh, Mr. Rails. Yeah, I was just thinking about something here. Not a question. Yeah. But this would be great to maybe have a debate between (laughs) Tyler and, say, 
James Hendricks or somebody right. later on on the Green Bridge versus, you know, planting green or not planting right. green. We'll, Mike, have Mike. To, we'll have to make sure that happens. Okay. <laughs> uh, but again, Tyler, thank you so much for being with us. And we, uh, we know you you've sat here with us while we try to figure out all this new equipment <laughs> if you haven't if listeners i guess y'all don't get to see this part of the deal but we we're not um audio geniuses here i guess you could say and we've had a lot of learning to do this morning but tyler thank you so much thank for you, being with us and uh we'd love to have you on again for that debate i appreciate you guys having me on thank y'all the Louisiana Delta Crop Podcast is produced by the LSU Ag Center Extension Service. For more information, visit the LSUAgCenter.com or contact your local Extension office.